Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. This week's Law & Order Marathon winner is Antonia Fernandez of North Wembley, England. Antonia will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at Law & Order Podcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Reppy Hattersley, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedure, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 11, Episode 14, Savior. What is she going to do when he's glaring at her in the courtroom? I know, but if Gladys screws this up, we don't have anything that connects Skaggs to the murders. So he walks and kills again, which is why I need you to become Gladys's new best friend. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Hallowed be my name, Kevin. I always say that around the house. (laughs) (laughs) With our foreheads touching. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Can't talk about that. And rounding out our panel is our very special guest from the Hell and High Horror podcast, returning champion, Reppy Hattersley. Hey, Reppy. Hi. I would like you to add, like... I also have a Netflix show. I don't, but that sounds okay. really cool. Doesn't so it we'll sound just, great? We'll throw that in there. <laughs> it makes me sound so legit. Makes yeah. you sound like you're on Netflix, but you aren't. No, I'm not. I just host their podcast, <laughs> which is not as impressive by a lot. Yeah, but we we don't have to. We'll cut that. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Do you want to be on Bridgerton or what? no? Yeah, no. no. Okay, Actually, right. yeah, I I really like uh, nailed it. Mm. I'm now the new host of Nailed It. Ah, okay. <laughs> nice. Don't fact check it. <laughs> Congratulations on that gig. So look, Stabler is coming back. Uh, have you seen? Have we all seen the promo? Yes. Yeah. Because it won't have come out by Live. now. Live. So this is this is my guess. Tell me if you think what I'm seeing is right. We we it starts off looks like it's an accident scene, mm. and I think <laughs> what it is, and we see Olivia roll up and turn around and say, Elliot. But I think it's because there's a car accident and it's Kathleen or it's Maureen or it's somebody like that. Mm. That's re- and she immediately realizes that it's somebody that Elliot loves and here he is. Yeah. I think it's Kathy. You think it's Kathy? I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think the only way to make a show with Stabler is to is to have him be single. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I was going to say, they got to kill her off. Yeah. I mean, I so. love Kathy. She's the only Stabler family member I actually like, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kathy. It opens all the possibilities, but then you realize that little Eli is like 13 or something like that. So yeah. like, what a crappy thing yeah. to saddle him with. Dickie will be fine, though. Dickie, yeah. Well, Dickie's like in the army by now, right? <laughs> They're so old now. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Kathleen, she's going to become like the matriarch of the family. Oh, she's brother. already been through it all. She may as well just do that, too. 
Yeah, she may be in the mob now. So he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. your daughter's in the mob. Um, <laughs> I like to picture it's like some sort of, you know how when there's two different kinds of cops that show up at a scene in any episode of Law and Order, like yeah. beef over whose case it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Homicide is like, this isn't special victims. This is a murder. And then Livia's like, yeah, but there's a vagina involved, so it's special victims. Yeah. I think it's going to be like, I'm just trying to imagine what the fight would be between special victims and organized crime. You know what I mean? She's Italian. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, Reppy, should Stabler apologize for A, ghosting Liv, B, years of casual police brutality, or C, attacking Offred in The Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> um, I think a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think ghosting, though, is so... Like, look, we all knew he was problematic as a cop. Yeah. But Liv did not deserve to have, like, the only man in her life that she... That was like, you know, there the whole time through all the mm-hmm. seasons to just be like, okay, bye, and then we're just not, we're not gonna see you ever yeah. again. Or it is weird know. that they would just have no contact. Okay, and this yeah. is my retcon, and then we'll move on from the whole shipping thing. Is that I feel like the only way that you could really explain I'm not talking to this person for ten years is if during that summer off they got together and he was ashamed. Yeah. Mm, well. No? Maybe it turns out he's really Noah's dad. Oh, it's. They <laughs> <laughs> got together with Ellie Porter. I oh, bet. God. <laughs> I just think he's kind of a dick. <laughs> he is. But it's like I, I'm in this new place now, though, where I've come to love Chris Maloney so much, like as a mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Like he's so wonderful. He's, and so, he's so not his character. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like so lovely on Twitter. And like my son had a teacher that he also had. And I tweeted about it. And then he tweeted all about his teacher. Like he's like uh. lovely. And he, his character is like my most hated character on television. See, but I, I feel like if you're going to have a character. Who's, I think this is the moment mm. for a stabler to come back because we look back at, you know, through the lens of 2020, 2021, his character was very problematic. Yes. It seems like this is the moment in which to bring the character back and to confront all of that. I think, it, I think, that. what? You <laughs> don't think so? It could be that. a good turnaround for him, but. Kevin, they had that one racism episode this year. They solved racism. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all, it's all, yeah. it's they good. Did okay, solve they don't need it, to do which it. Which is good. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. Special Victims Unit Season 11, Episode 14, Savior. I don't need no pimp protecting me, says Abby, right mm. before we find her dead in the alley. But she's too clean and manicured to be the kind of sex worker that they don't usually care about. So, <laughs> uh, she also was discovered with an unusual prayer card, just like the dead, dirty hooker they didn't give a fuck about last week. <laughs> Any connection between the two victims? Only that they were murdered on the same stroll. Maggie's got a long rap sheet. Abby, not even in the system. Well, hopefully our killer is. Warner found fluids in Abby. She's running the DNA now. Maybe we'll get a hit. Freak like this did not start raping last week. (laughs) Abby was hurting for money, selling stolen merchandise online, and selling herself as a high-end escort. The DNA found in her belongs to her new John-slash-sugar daddy, who gets off on handgun sex. Uh, They think Michael is good for both murders until a third prayer card shows up. That victim survived unharmed, a prostitute named Sunshine. Shockingly, her name isn't actually Sunshine. Mm. It's Gladys, a woman who's been tricked into prostitution since she was 12 years old by a pimp named Marmalade. Benson and Stabler talk to a prostitute named Spud, who got a good look at the killer. She even calls them when she spots the suspect out on the prowl. 
they arrest preacher Billy Skaggs, who says he wants to save these fallen women from Satan. Then, hoping to solicit a confession, Elliot and Billy embrace like they're Greco-Roman wrestlers and they pray together. (laughs) Olivia brings Gladys in for a lineup and says, it's him. Just as Billy approaches the two-way mirror like Father Hannibal Lecter, freaked out, Gladys runs from the room, falls down the stairwell, and knocks herself unconscious. And when Liv tries to give first aid, she notices Gladys's baby bump. Hmm. All right, so at first we see Abby meeting with this mysterious John in a car. Got something big for me to play with, baby? Oh, I already see it's out and I'm standing at attention. I think it's time for a 21-gun salute. Just to be clear, that would mean she'd have to suck seven dicks three times. Mm, that seems like a yeah. lot. That seems like a lot. Or... Yeah. 21 dicks once, I guess. Still get <laughs> yeah. That's a long lineup, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say Elliot's got some really uh, Briscoe level one liners this episode. Oh, yes. So they meet Abby's roommate, and she's been snorting the white stuff. What you have with the snuff? I'm not an addict. You just like the way Coke smells? No, she just likes, 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 she likes the way it smells. She likes the way it smells, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They go and they arrest Michael, uh, who has a golf simulator in his basement. And he turns to Ellie with the golf club. Whoa, 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 what's going on? Drop the club or I'll shoot a hole in one. And then he confronts Michael with the DNA results. I don't know her either. Your penis does. Your penis does. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm starting to think that Elliot is like a happy-go-lucky cop until he grabs the guy and shoves his face into the autopsy photos of the hookers that he yeah. did not kill. Sex workers. The se- sex it's 2011, worker. Rebecca. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to anachronistically just like call him what way they called him on the show. Hey, I can't turn back time. You're right, you can't. Uh, yeah, hookers is also such a weird term because it just reminds me of fishing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? why that word? Exactly. <laughs> I, because of General uh, Hooker from the Civil War, the prostitutes would follow the, uh, the Are you army kidding? along. Are you serious? No, I'm absolutely serious. Really? That's where oh the term hooker comes from. Oh, my God. Huh. Uh, yeah, it was the guy's name. Oh, my God. Huh. He wasn't a hooker. He was No, he was a hooker, capital A, but he wasn't. <laughs> it's like, like when that guy Crapper invented John, yeah, the Thomas toilet. Crapper, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, look, I'm, I'm never going to... Uh, call a woman a prude. I mean, not in real life. I'm mean, a fictional woman on TV, maybe. Hundred percent, you can with this one. <laughs> so Michael's wife, Sarah, uh, she's not crazy about the fornication, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Lately, he's been wanting me to do things, bedroom things. He bought me these clothes. Said he wanted me to be his little whore. He gave me underwear with a hole in it. Crotchless panties. Well, they're disgusting. Okay? Sex is only for children. It's only for children. That's the only reason. Which tells me that she's never had an orgasm. Yes. Yes. A hundred. She's never had an orgasm. Yeah. She's not comfortable with the tongue stuff. Apparently. They have a lot of yeah. money, though. I mean, that wasn't his basement. That was a room in his apartment where that yeah. golf him. A whole a room in an apartment for just that? Like, yeah, she should have her money. own toy room, too, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. You know, the whole thing about, you know, the underwear with the hole in it. What is the point of crotchless panties, anyway? Mm-hmm. I mean. Easy access. Yeah, but why wear them at all? Exactly. I mean, what is the rest yeah. of the panty actually accomplishing? 
holding your butt in? I, I guess it would have to be like the cutest underwear in the world for yeah. you to be like, I want to leave it on, but I also want easy access. But yes. I can't imagine what they'd look like for me to be like, no, they're better on than off. What's amazing to me is that Liv had to like translate for her crotchless panties. Yeah. So yeah. like, obviously when Michael gave them to her, he was just like, here's some underwear with a hole in it. <laughs> or maybe he said nothing. He was just like, here's some underwear. Here's some fruit of the loom for you, I swear. <laughs> Do you think when he gave his wife like a dildo, he was like, here's a rubber thing shaped like a penis. So that later when she went to the cops, she would have to say, he gave me a rubber thing shaped like a penis. And then Olivia would have to be like, you mean a dildo? <laughs> But she go like, well, was it battery operated? Because that's different. What color was it and how big? That's right. <laughs> it was neon purple. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the cast. Okay. It's our very special guest star, Ms. Misha Barton. Yay! Yay! She's playing sex worker with a heart of gold and a stomach full of embryo, Gladys Dalton. She <laughs> said, I was his hoe now, and if I was... I was going to have sex, why not get paid for it? So what do we know her from? Uh, we know her from the OC, and we know her as the dead person from, spoiler alert, The Sixth Sense, the dead kid. It's been 20 years. Spoil, <laughs> yeah, spoil spoiler you alert. Want. But you mostly we know her it. from the OC. She also, interestingly, appeared as herself in this recent season of The Hills, the reboot of The Hills. Uh-huh. She appeared as herself, as Misha Barton, a character in The Hills, which made me watch some of the show. Not going to lie. Huh. Love Misha Barton. Well, Misha's had a kind of a rough time of it lately. She got uh, dumped from the OC reboot. Right? Mm-hmm. Went on. They didn't have her come along. Uh, she sued her mother for defrauding her. Mm-hmm. She was on Dancing with the Stars and complained that she wanted to design her own costumes and they wouldn't let her. So she kind of gave up on the dancing part. And she was hospitalized in 2009 after a mental breakdown. And then again in 2017 when she was found yelling and acting erratically. But according to her doctors... She had been slipped some GBH during a birthday party, hmm. and she was freaking out on it. It's a pretty unfortunate Listen, you set of can't, circumstances. Listen, you can't like live in an era where this Britney documentary is out and not feel horrible for everyone yeah. who was a celebrity as a child. Like, yeah. You just know that she just had no childhood. It was probably totally effed up. And any sort of like difficult you want to attribute to her, like... It's 100% that. It's not okay what kids, what happens to kids when they become famous. It's just not. And they're so like weirdly sexualized, like the prettier you are as a child, like the more money you make. And it's like all like 60 year old men being like, that one's cute. It's like, well, she's eight. So (laughs) dial it back. (laughs) Yeah. You have to admit, though, Kevin, she's like really like cool looking like she has a, a, a very singular look yeah mm-hmm. like her head her head is a little too big like her forehead <laughs> is like a little too big but yeah. she looks gorgeous anyway and you're like oh i guess people with big foreheads can be gorgeous too <laughs> <laughs> people with six heads yeah <laughs> so we have a hates that guy hey, it's that guy who is playing the reverend billy skaggs anyone know God put me on this earth to fight Satan's grip on these girls' souls. That actor's name is Lee Turgeson. He's probably best known as Tobias Beecher in the prison show Oz. Hmm. His jailhouse lover for five seasons was bisexual serial killer Chris Keller, played by... Chris Maloney? Chris Maloney. (laughs) 
I never saw Oz, but every time you mention Oz, I'm like, there's going to be a Maloney reference. This is it. This was. <laughs> or this... a J.K. Simmons reference, right? Wasn't he also on Oz? Yeah, he was. He played, <laughs> you know him, he's Skoda. Uh, yeah, well, there's a bunch of, you know, Law & Order folks that were on that. B.D. Wong, mm. Dean Winters, they were on Oz until 2003. That's mm. four seasons in SVU. Wow. Uh, Catherine Irby did double duty there, as well as J.K. Simmons. Maloney's character, he died at the end by throwing himself over a railing, committing suicide, but yelling Tobias's name to set him up hmm. for a murder. Yeah. But they were... Uh, they were lovers in prison, and so they obviously spent a lot of time together. So they asked Lee, who's the better kisser, Maloney or his wife? <laughs> who asked? Who asked that? I, well, somebody eventually would have to ask, right? Are you making it up? No, I'm not making it up. <laughs> he said, definitely Maloney. When I kiss my wife, I don't see any cash. <laughs> <laughs> we have some repeat offenders. Repeat offender. There's a Delaney Williams for the first time playing asshole defense attorney John Buchanan. I like him. John Buchanan. I represent Mr. Skaggs. And we also see Elizabeth Marvel, her one and only appearance, not as Shark Rita Calhoun, but as Dr. France. Mm. Bottom line, at the very least, she's going to need multiple surgeries and months of care in the NICU. But let's go back to the rest of the cast. Does anybody recognize the judge? No. No. I'll review the witness statement. But the defendant is remanded without bail. That's Tanya Patano. She's best known as Mary Louise Parker's pot supplier in the show Weeds. Never saw it. Never saw it. Remember how quaint it was when dealing drugs was illegal? I hated her character so much on the West Wing that I could not follow her (laughs) over to anything else. Not going to lie. Well, then that's why you don't get to recognize that hey, it's that girl. (laughs) How about Lynn, the coke-snorting roommate? Anybody know? Well, when she heard that our former governor was paying girls $5,000 an hour for sex, she said, I could do that. And I said, so long. That's Brenda Wool. Three Law & Order appearances. Rebecca, you will remember her from Unreal. She was the contestant who was secretly gay. <gasps> oh my god, I can't believe Rachel I didn't recognize her. Rachel was going to out her on The Suitor. And... I can't believe I didn't recognize her. I I loved that character on Unreal. And then they went went home to her little like country bumpkin farm yeah. and then the show outed her to her parents. It was not good Jeez. for her. <laughs> who is playing low rent Jim Gaffigan and college stoner Mark? <laughs> We were studying for finals. Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> That's right. It's Henry Zabrowski. We know him as the host of the last podcast on the left. Really? Yeah. Good for him. I saw him and I was like, is that who I think it is? And it was like mind boggling. I called my husband in because he loves last podcast on the left. I was like, come look who it is. And he had no contact. So he was like, oh, no, he's not the rapist, is he? And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> He's got to be your Patronus, right? I mean, crime and horror and everything. It fits in with what you love. Yeah, love him. He's great. (laughs) And by the way, there's not a lot of people who could spot a podcaster in a TV show. So good for you. I thought I had you. (laughs) But this one, I think I'm going to get everybody on. Really? Yeah. Uh, Who is playing the prostitute named Sassy, Spud's friend? (laughs) Sunshine needs to keep her big mouth shut. Ain't that right, Spud? Yeah. Who's playing her? Who's playing her? Yeah. Uh, That's Sasha Toro. You know her as the voice of Backpack on Dora the Explorer? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're right. I do know her as that. (laughs) Me and all my Dora days. Backpack, (laughs) backpack. 
Yum, 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 delicioso. Oh, my God. Does she, like, not tell people? Because she'll immediately be punched in the face. Oh, no. It's worse than being the voice of Caillou. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually not as bad as that. Well, I mean, she was there till you know, the famous cast shakeup of 2008. Yeah. Uh, when they brought in a whole other backpack and Dora and you know mm. it's like Menudo you gotta ride you gotta <laughs> you can't, you, your Dora can't get too old you know <laughs> alright so they talk to Sunshine aka Gladys who is not cooperative they're at the scene and all of a sudden they're distracted by this pimp named Marmalade mm. I don't give a damn about you Sunshine so shut your mouth you need to shut yours before I put my fist through it I like a feisty bitch well, then you're gonna like being on when I throw you in the slammer <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> And when they turn back around, the car peels away with Gladys in the passenger seat. Now, look, I can't get a cab, but at the split second, she gets a John with a lead foot. <laughs> yeah, I was when I saw that, I was like, who is in this car? Who's, did she set it up previously? Somebody who wanted a blowjob very quickly yeah. yes. and got very lucky. They wanted a 22-gun salute. A 22 yeah. I'll settle for one. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Step on it if you want to have hand stuff. Uh. <laughs> so they, they find out Sunshine's true identity. They go to the bat computer. So, how many hookers in this city go by the name Sunshine? 14 to be exact. I ran the name through the Vice database and only one is under 25. That's her. It's amazing. It's like a registry for uh-huh. sex worker names. Who knew? It's like a catalog. And of course, Finn knows all of them. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I just used the search term, sunshine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's how Google works. You put in a word and it gives you results. <laughs> I don't know if 19 sex workers named sunshine is a lot or a little. You know. For New York no City, idea. I can't imagine that's a lot. Yeah, you but know? you know, whenever you see the cops out and they say, hey, I'm looking for a streetwalker named Sunshine, they're like, oh, yeah, I know her. She works over at 57. <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong Sunshine. Although, if my name was Gladys, I would also go by Sunshine. True. Gladys yeah. is Absolutely a bad true. name. <laughs> Gladass seems like a pretty good name for. Yeah. No? All right. Look, New York City has an online tool where you can type in a dog's name and find out how many other dog licenses are out there for the same That's right. dog with the same mm-hmm. name. It was made by WNYC. Yeah. So I did some research. Uh, there are exactly 36 Sunshine <laughs> dogs named Sunshine in New York, two named Gladys. Oh. Uh, there are 66 Olivias, hmm. 15 Elliots, 25 Bensons, and zero Stablers. What? Yeah. No one has a single dog named Stabler. Nope. How do we have a Briscoe, but nobody has a Stabler? Well, I mean, there are seven Briscoes mm. in New York. Okay. Six Munches. Munch is a dog name. I think it was a really good it's one. A really yeah. good name. One Finn, four McCoys, 83 Logans. I don't believe it's one Finn. That's a lie. Finn's one a Finn. good Maybe dog only, name. only one registered Finn. That's oh. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Stabler is a hard name for a pet because you have to imagine yelling it at a dog park. Yes. I feel like yes. Stabler would not be something you want to yell at a dog park. Over yeah. Over That's how we always test our dog names whenever we get a dog is we practice yelling yeah. it and seeing how it sounds. <laughs> According to this registry, there's no Barba, Craig, and Rollins, Amaro, or Carisi. Uh, there are six Rebeccas. Nice. More people named their dog Dog than Rebecca, by huh. the way. Wow. I forget. I think Fun. there's like 12 dogs well, or something like that. Well, also, my nephew named his dog, it's D-O-G, but you pronounce it D-O-G. Oh. So they could be D-O-Gs, but yes. D-O-Gs, yeah. Yes. Yes. There are 15 Kevins, zero Lavoys, hmm. 19 Flynn's, 
Zero repis. Mm. Sorry, repi. Mm. Yeah, unique. there's actually only two reparatas in the whole world. Me and my really? aunt. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. No wonder I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. They're more D.O.G.s than, yeah. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. There's another Rebecca Lavoie who goes to my doctor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that never happens to me. (laughs) You don't want her IUD. Yeah. Uh, So Benton and Stabler talk to a girl named Spud about the killer, and instead of saying she saw him, she surreptitiously draws a picture of him on a napkin. Mm Mm-hmm. Weirdly, he does look like the drawing on the napkin, but when you yeah. see the drawing on the napkin, you're like, this looks like no one <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why I should question whether or not a uh, sex worker has a ballpoint pen yeah. uh, or felt tip pen that works good on a mm-hmm. napkin. And she thought, instead of just saying yes, she's like, okay, do the hat. Shading under the eyes And then later on she calls and she says that the murderer is scouting the streets And then she gets into his car Yeah yeah. See I I think you may be a good artist Spud But I don't think you're very smart Mm. I don't know what she's thinking She's only 12 yeah. Oh, yeah, he could have been yeah. like, I have a thousand dollars. And she would have been like, great, I'm 12. So <laughs> that seems like a whole year's worth of money. <laughs> I know the cops are on their way. I just got to stall for time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so making television Hoye history, a stabler and Skaggs say this prayer together by grabbing each other's shoulders and touching foreheads. But deliver us from evil. Bless the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. God forgives those who sin against him. Confess your sins to him. So, like, knowing the actress' history, is this just sort of a devilish wink to all the Oz fans? Yes. Yeah. I think that now. I think I, it was very <laughs> occult, though, when they did it in the show. I was like, ooh, they're summoning something. <laughs> they're, like, touching and really close together. <laughs> Maintaining if eye you're contact. Out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All signs point to yes. <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. All right, let's take a look at the second half of this episode. So based on Gladys's ID, Cabot arraigned Skaggs for the two murders. Two young girls are already dead and the third victim barely survived Mr. Skaggs' attack and ID'd him. I was present, Your Honor. The witness never made a procedurally valid ID. Because of the freaky deacon's crazed ranting, she fled in terror. Uh, the detectives learned that the fetus is 24 weeks along, and they're both in good shape. Gladys says she's committed to being a good mother. Meantime, the judge has thrown out her ID from the lineup, so Cabot needs Gladys to do it again in court. But the pregnant mom is now in the wind. They get a police tech to hack into her Craigslist account, 
right after making some very selective edits to the Wikipedia page of the U.S. Constitution, <laughs> Benson locates her latest out call where she's passed out on the bed and her water has broken. The doctor says the baby girl is less than a pound, has severe birth defects, and may not survive even with the highest level of medical care. And just because they're little gossipy hens, Liv says, you know, this baby might be better off passing away. While Elliot says, of course you'd say that, you barren, ignorant slag. <laughs> Typical Catholic. <laughs> Gladys refuses to leave the baby's incubator, even to testify against Skag. So Cabot says, hey, delete that whole Constitution page. Arrest her for prostitution so we can drag her ass into court. On the stand, she identifies Skaggs as her attacker, but not before Buchanan can point out several times that she's a dirty, dirty whore. Mm. And Skaggs, offended by how much sex that she's had in the past, freaks out and tries to attack her on the witness stand. Discouraged by the sudden realization that, yes, she's been a prostitute for the last 10 years, Gladys gives power of attorney over her baby to Olivia. She rushes to the hospital to find the infant is having a medical crisis. The episode ends with Liv... Asked to make an immediate decision on whether to save the child or let her die. Fade to black. So Gladys is <laughs> ready to be a mom now. I have an appointment at the clinic tomorrow and I'm taking my vitamins. You know, I don't think I've ever been this excited about anything. They gave her some prenatal vitamins and that's all she needed to get maternal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all it takes. Some prenatal <laughs> vitamins, some like really good ones, though. <laughs> I think it takes someone discovering you're pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like she knew, obviously, right? Yeah, and she's hiding it. Yeah, yeah. She was so maybe pretty pregnant for no one else to notice. Like her exactly aunt who she lived with was like, what pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> pretty pregnant. <laughs> no, I've never heard of someone throwing themselves down a flight of stairs because they wanted to become a mom. That's true, but she didn't throw herself. She fell. She fell. Yes. Yeah, yeah she fell. That was not a good fall. That was an accident. It was not a good fall. She, I, was, I saw that and I was like, mm, they should have got a stunt double because that was yeah. not good. Uh, is there something else in those prenatal vitamins that make you want to like all of a sudden go, oh yeah, well I could do your, this now. They make your hair really nice. Maybe that started oh. happening. Well, Sunshine got kicked out by her bitchy aunt, and they track her down by finding her Craigslist ad. And they just like hacked into her account like it was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Let sunshine brighten your night. Full service, out call only. Anybody answer her in? I just hacked her account. One reply. Hey, baby, we want to hit it hard and raw. Come by at eight. And I feel, I'm thinking like, seems like that'd be a great way to round up all the call girls. How do they have her email address to hack her account? Like, where do they get that? I, do, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably like Gladys XO 16. At AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it's hard. <laughs> Remember how I was saying before that I actually really like Buchanan? Yeah. I do. You know why? Why? He's right about like a lot of things a lot of the time. Don't worry, young lady. I don't think they'll arrest you. Why would they arrest me? Well, you are a prostitute. In that lineup, he told her to not say anything because the police would arrest her anyway. And guess what they did later in the episode? They arrested her anyway. Yes, yeah. he's right. His constitution like knowledge and his like understanding of police misconduct is always on point. I know he's supposed to be a villain. I love him. <laughs> I think he happened to be right about that one thing. But also, yeah. I think had Sunshine just listened to the cops, they wouldn't have arrested her and she wouldn't have wound up in the hospital. The other thing, too, is uh, when she goes to arrest her in the hospital, um, she goes, I have to arrest you. I'm like, you have to? Because mm-hmm. Cabot told you to? Can't you just say, listen, just come with me, please? You, she did. Yeah. She said, have- I won't. 
Well, she gave her no choice. But then she right, but she doesn't even like put up even a little bit of a struggle. Like she just gets up and walks away. With the last it. time she did that, she fell down the stairs. True, that's she's good. afraid she's going to fall down an elevator. Maybe shed. they're on the first floor. <laughs> so the message on that craigslist ad was we we want to hit it hard and raw Mm. and then so Liv shows up and she finds those two stoners gladys is passed out on the bed and her water's broken what'd you do to her nothing nothing we got it on but then i thought she left did you smoke or take anything no bed's all wet Oh, God, her water broke. Uh, how hard and raw do you have to hit it to bust it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, they come in and he goes, I thought she left. It's like, yeah. how? <laughs> the bedroom's in the back. Where do you think she went? <laughs> Literally every single person the cops talked to in this episode, every single one, name one that doesn't, lies to them in this episode. Michael says he doesn't own a gun. Next scene, his wife is like, oh, he bought a gun last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally everybody lied. Their reflex is to lie. I don't know why. It's just a bad idea, especially when she's in the next room and you 100% know it. Yeah. All we got was a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your podcast, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Benson and Stable have their performative discussion about playing God. Mm. And you just know it's coming. What if keeping her alive does more harm than good? If you had kids, you wouldn't be asking that question. Oh, so just because I'm not a mother, I don't care about this baby? That's not what I meant. You wouldn't say that if you had kids. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't say that if you had kids or were going to become legally responsible one in the next 48 hours. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we knew the, if you were a mother line was coming up, right? Yeah, because if you're not a mother, then you're just a cruel bitch who wants all babies to die. <laughs> That's what he's you're implying. You're just ignorant. <laughs> you're just ignorant. You don't get it. You don't, you get, don't it. get it. You wouldn't say that if you weren't a dick, Elliot. Yeah. Like, that I, too, yeah. I always think of the comeback that she should say, like the Costanza style, where the jerk store called and they're mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of it like in the next scene, and I'm like, no wonder she couldn't think of it in the moment. Even I couldn't think of it in the moment. Oh. She was too dumbstruck by his dickishness. So should we workshop this? Should we try to figure out like what a good, a good maybe comeback. a comeback line should be for that? Let's, workshop it? What would you say? I'm going mean, I'm to look I mean, let's, let's forget like, you know, that years later she adopts somebody. Yeah. But like in that moment- Kevin, yeah. you wouldn't say that if you had kids. Yeah, well, they're not really yours, Elliot. Your wife's a whore. <laughs> what? Does that work? No, no? That's not funny? <laughs> no. Okay. You're also dissing Kathy for no reason. Don't drag Kathy into this. Kathy would never accept your seed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I guess it's probably better she says nothing. Yeah, it's probably better. Or she could, <laughs> she better. could hit him with one of the... Uh, you you would know better if you were a good father type. Yes. Maybe yeah, if you were well, there exactly. for your kids, you would know something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if snap. you were ever home. Yeah. Oh, snap. Well, yes. Oh, that would have put him in his place. If you hadn't slept with Danny. <laughs> oh. He didn't, though. He wanted to, though. No, they did it. They didn't do it. They did it. I'm going to go check the Wikipedia go page. Go check. They did it. You know that if I'm wrong, I'm just editing this out. They did it. <laughs> Update I checked. They didn't do it. And then he gave Kathy shit asking her if she slept with anybody. Remember that? He was a hypocrite. Mm. Poor Kathy. (laughs) So on the stand, Buchanan does that shitty thing where he tries to discredit Gladys because she's a sex worker. Yes. And now Cabot wants to make the point that she's actually a victim. How long were you under the control of your pimp? Since I was 12. So 10 years. And how many nights a week did he force you to work? Five. And how many men did he force you to have sex with each night? Like at least six. And since you were 12, you couldn't consent. And because you were forced, you were raped. 
So would you estimate you were raped a total of 13,000 times over those 10 years? So she immediately does the little man Tate, beautiful mind, math magic thing to come <laughs> up to 13,000 fucks, mm -hmm. like right like that. And that 13,000 fucks is too many for Reverend Billy. Yeah. Satan has penetrated you 13,000 times, you whore. God demands your repentance now. Even though they're rapes. Too many. Even though they're rapes. Yep. Way too many. He was, would you think like we found out like he was only a thousand? He still wouldn't have gone. You mental? know what he was? What? Nonplussed. He was nonplussed. He, he could, could take not, no more. He could take no more. <laughs> that tackle is one of the best moments I have ever seen on television. Describe I can, it for our audience. So, Do a word picture, will you? So Skaggs decides, as some defendants do on this show, to charge the stand. And out of frame, from the right-hand side of our TV, comes this old-ass man who's <laughs> like the security guard in the court, the bailiff. Yeah. Tackles him like a cheetah catching a gazelle and just throws him onto the ground. Yeah. It's incredible. It's very yeah. satisfying after he's just yelling about like <laughs> how many people she's had sex with and then bam. <laughs> <laughs> Satan has penetrated you. Yeah, well, Satan just knocks you on your ass. <laughs> Regards from Satan. <laughs> It's like Joe Theismann getting hit from the blind side. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. When you're talking about that tackle, I, the whole time I was expecting it to go, and now what's this John Cena with a chair? And then it'd be like, da, 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 da. <laughs> it was very WWE to me, like over the top. They could have definitely just held him back, but they chose to tackle. <laughs> Can you smell what the cabin is cooking? <laughs> Now, Gladys, who could not afford prenatal vitamins, hires a lawyer yeah. to draw up documents giving Olivia power of attorney. So apparently you can just say, here's a piece of paper. Now you're in charge of my severely disabled premature baby. Without you having to agree. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was an option that you could yeah. just Can I do that with like bills? Like, this yeah. person's now the power of attorney of my phone bill. And if they don't pay it, that's their fault. <laughs> that's their Dear responsibility. Dear Capital One. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Captain? A lawyer just left this for you at the station. Thought you'd want it right away. People are just able to, not only in this era of SVU, but also in the present day, just go knock on Olivia Benson's door, like... There's not even a buzzer on her building. Like, she's a cop. What the hell is going no on? No doorman, no buzzer? No, no doorman, no buzzer, no nothing. Like, Cragen is just think, able to show up at her house. I think Cragen knows that the key is under the mat, <laughs> and he just he the, just goes in. Cragen did that thing where he was holding a pizza box and just, like, had somebody let him in. I think we have to assume, Rep, yeah, somebody was coming out, yeah. and he's like, hey, I'm going in, and mm. it was just, his timing mm, is he's perfect. He's like, oh, I just, I forgot my key, and they're like, well, whatever, okay. No wonder Lewis was so successful. Yeah, no one have to buzz in anybody in. <laughs> yeah. But then at the end, we see Liv go to the hospital, and she's faced with this choice. I'm glad you made it. We don't have much time. What's wrong? The baby's brain is bleeding. We need your permission to operate immediately. Well, what are her chances if you don't? Not good. And if the surgery's successful, she could have brain damage for the rest of her life. What do we think she did? Uh, break the baby's neck. I don't know. She went over. Like, <laughs> million dollar baby. Yeah. She's just like, let's let this be painful. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I imagine she lets the baby slip away just because yeah. 
one, I know she doesn't have a baby after this. Yes, so. right. <laughs> I was don't thinking. Know and you know she would. Yeah, she she would you know she would have tried to adopt that baby. She tried to adopt so many kids in this yeah. show. Yeah. All those little like criminals that she'd bring home and let sleep in her apartment, mm-hmm. including that one who lit her couch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> she was always bringing home strays. No, that's Danny. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that, that was, was Danny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she's she's like brought so many like little miscreant kids yeah. home and tried to adopt them. You know she would have. Or is it more tragic if she goes, you know what, I'm going to adopt this baby, do everything you can to help her live, and then she dies of complications. Right. And it's not her choice. Olivia has to pay the bill because she's power of yeah. attorney now. <laughs> and have a funeral <laughs> and deal with the grief because she's just been like, you know what, now I have a kid. This is my kid. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, your kid's dead. So there you, you know go. what I couldn't help but think of? What? So I think she let the baby go. Yeah. And then later, she's all shitty to Barba for letting the baby go. Although, to be fair, he did put his hands, he, his hands over the baby's face. He did switch the thing <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's essentially what he did, right? Like save the baby from a life of pain or whatever. Yeah. 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 Hypocrite. Yeah. Well, I mean, also the <laughs> His baby was just sort of lying there. It wasn't having a brain bleed, and That's they're trying yeah. to, you know. It That's wasn't true. like yeah. a make the decision right at this moment, or they die, or whatever. God, we sound so callous. Should we remind the listeners that we're talking about a, a fake, fake baby? baby? Fictional <laughs> baby. That's right. If this were your child, we would have yeah. completely different conversations. But... <laughs> also, in real life, I have no idea what I would do. That's right. You, know, you got to remember, that was a rubber doll yeah. just, with a CPAP mask on it. I That's... just imagine like someone who's never heard our podcast before like walking in on their husband listening <laughs> just to this part. And I'm like, like break the, the neck. Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are <laughs> this week on Euthanasia yeah. and you. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Well, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the A minor plot point for this episode comes from the prostitution scandal around former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. In 2007, a bank flagged several suspicious wire transfers from Spitzer's account to an offshore holding company. Federal authorities began surveying the governor, suspecting a corruption scheme. The holding company turned out to be a front for a high-end escort service. While under wiretap, Spitzer arranged to have a call girl travel to Washington with him and meet at the Mayflower Hotel. He paid her nearly $5,000. Investigators later determined he'd spent $80,000 on the pull, starting when he was state attorney general. Spitzer later pressured the bank to take his name off the wire transfers, but they refused. In March 2008, the feds shut down the escort service. It took the press no time to catch the man listed in court paperwork as Client 9 was the governor of New York. Three days after the New York Times reported he'd used campaign funds to pay for the hotel rooms and, facing threats of impeachment, Elliot Spitzer resigned. The Justice Department closed its investigation without charging him. 
So set aside the potential financial irregularities. In 2021, would this have been the end of his political career? Nah. Maybe still? If he's a Democrat, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, if (laughs) If he was a Democrat, yeah. You could look at a sex worker and that's it. You are (laughs) over. Yeah. Listen, like, I mean, this is not like political. It'll sound political, but it's just factual. One party cares about hypocrisy a lot more than the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think that he definitely would still have resigned because he was also, keep in mind, he was hugely popular and he had been the attorney general and his entire brand was about busting corruption. That was his entire brand. Uh, Right. That's true. Whereas, like, I think if it was Bernie Sanders, people would just be like, wow, good for Bernie. That's crazy. I don't see Bernie spending five grand on that. I tell you, the top one percent of sex workers. uh, Because our our view of sex work has changed in the past decade. Yeah. Yeah. So more power to the woman who is the sex worker. But it seems like. Yeah, it's still uh, it's still the wrong thing for a married guy to do. Well, it's what's gross about it, and it, I mean, who knows? Maybe his wife was fine with it. We don't know. I mean, she wasn't, but you know. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. But <laughs> the gross thing was trying to get people to hide his crime. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the really gross thing. Like, it's it's one thing to be like, guys, I fucked up. I this this is how I get off. It's bad. I'm gonna change yeah. my ways. Yeah, I have a lot of money. It's very tempting yeah. to. It's another thing to call your bank and be like, "Listen, commit a federal crime by erasing my name." Right? From what did they yeah. think that bank was gonna do? Like whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, the thing came out in the paper, and then three days later, yep. he you know resigned. Yeah. It was a fast fall. It was a fast fall. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they were talking impeachment and stuff like that too. But it's a really good documentary about it called. Client Client nine, nine. Yeah. <laughs> so his wife stayed with him until 2013, and when it was revealed then that he was having an affair with his campaign spokeswoman, he is currently engaged to the head of Sebastian Capital. She's almost 20 years younger than him, hmm. and their wedding is on hold right now due to COVID restrictions. Hmm. Listen. Uh, what's, it, what's it with Spitzer that people got to get with that? I mean, he's got appeal. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I don't like... Okay, so I'm going to like just be honest with you before this all happened, like he was very popular Mm -hmm. and he was like appealing like he has this very, you know, he's got like the weird, you know, male pattern baldness thing. But you can tell he has like that thing that older men have where they like get better looking like he has a kind of charming kind of. Yeah. Yeah, he sort of, before we knew he was lying, we thought he was telling yeah. it like it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, I I do, you know, I just sort of generally have issues with men who marry women decades younger than them. I think there's just a weird power dynamic situation there. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad the wedding's on hold. Maybe she'll come to her senses. But, you know, I, I do kind of get why women like him. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's not a troll. He's not like Giuliani-esque. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as far as a politician goes, he is... Pretty up there in attractiveness and like charmingness. He's not. Yeah, he's not marrying his cousin. Yeah, right. he's exactly. So the sex worker, I, I think uh, she went by either Kristen or Tiffany or something like that. But her name was Ashley Dupree. Mm-hmm. She was a struggling pop singer at the time. She later posed for Playboy, wrote an advice column in the New York Post about relationships. She is now a stay-at-home mom in New Jersey with her construction magnate husband. Oh, good for her. Yeah. She has a uh, a tattoo on her stomach that's not quite Latin or Italian. It says, Tutela Valui. Uh, she says it's Italian for protection and power, and it shouldn't surprise you that it doesn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> like those Chinese characters. <laughs> so the linguists aren't sure what it's supposed to mean. It could mean I have a strong patron. Hmm. I have been highly proficient in support. Huh. Or quite literally, it could mean I use protection. <laughs> uh, which I think was pretty appropriate. Or it could mean I had $700 and was drunk one night. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, I am incredibly impressed with her ascent into middle class dumb. Yeah. Good for you, Ashley. I, I don't think it's middle class. I, I think she's, yeah, class. she's I like real high housewives. And New Jersey is expensive. So upper middle class is like. You know, billionaire in Illinois or whatever. <laughs> so everyone's favorite evil poppin' J. Roger Stone makes an appearance <laughs> in this story. He does? Yeah. So he's friends with the madam in- involved in this ring. Yeah. And so he sent a letter to the FBI saying that Elliot Spitzer was using prostitutes. And while having sex with them, he liked to keep on his long black dress socks. Huh. Okay. Well, that's not a crime. <laughs> that's um, not a crime. Roger Stone yeah. has a giant tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back and dresses like the penguin from Batman. Who the fuck is he to judge what someone wears with half sex? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to wear my jorts. Right? <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Reppy Hattersley. Reppy, where can our listeners follow you online? Um, well, you can follow Helen High Horror uh, if you want to check out that podcast. It's true crime and spooky stories and all that stuff or uh my personal account reparata ann i post some hell and i horror stuff there too and you can follow that and rebecca lavoy how can our listeners follow you uh twitter and instagram i'm at reb lavoy and you can track me on twitter at kevin p flynn you also can tweet to us at law and order pod or follow us on instagram at these are their stories podcast our newsreader was cy freighter our theme music was composed and performed by uncanny valleys Line editing by Henry Lavoy. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. Special thanks to the elite squad of the Law & Order Wiki community for preserving the evidence. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the Yoga Loft Above the Bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.